This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night, and I am obsessed. Along with incredible shampoo and conditioner, they have an intensive repair treatment that you can use once a week. They also have a lightweight hair oil. There's a leave-in treatment, and there's also a glossing detangling which I need because lately I want to do my hair in like a slicked back look, but my hair is too frizzy. Get 15% off Lola V with the code MOMROOM at www.lolav.com slash MOMROOM and Lola V is L-O-L-A-V-I-E. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. It is Thursday. It is 8.30 p.m. My child is sleeping like a little angel. Knock on wood. Um, I am just starting to get the feeling back in my lips. I cannot stand the freezing cream that they put on your lips before you get fillers. Um, it's like a white pasty cream. Anyways, it's terrible. I always react badly to it. I've only had this done twice, but so far both times sucks. Um, the last time they put it on like almost the inside of my lips too. And I found like, you know, the part of your lip where it starts to get wet cause it's like inside your mouth all of that area from the cream that they put on was like raw and like fluffing off like my skin was like peeling off so I asked them not to put any on the inside of my lips so they just did the outside and still it's terrible and it made my skin all like irritated but it is really cleared up so that's good um now I'm just starting to feel the pain from like the actual injections it's not like a terrible pain But I think instead of just making my lips look a little bit fuller, she put needles like on the top of my lip to make it because like my bottom lip is big, like it's a good size. It looks nice. It's like the contrast of my top lip to my bottom lip that bothers me. So she really just tries to make my top lip match my bottom lip. And so she tried to make it like curl upwards I don't even know how to explain it but anyways so she put the needle like on the outside of my lip oh my god hurts so bad even with the freezing oh my god and then last time I got the under eye fillers I did she like makes a little poke with a needle um at the bottom of your cheek and then uses a thing called a cannula to go up under your eye so it's like a long needle looking thing but the end is rounded so it can't puncture anything and then it like the filler comes out of there 
so they're really only going in your skin in one spot but this time because she wanted it to be more precise and in specific spots under my eye she just did it directly in the site so she did multiple needle pokes under my eyes so now I have like these little purple dots um scattered under my eyes so that should be fun when I go shopping tomorrow um but yeah so far I really like the results um the first time I got filler I only have had it one other time she did like a really small amount just to see if I liked it and I really did so this time I got a little bit more for my under eye and my lips so we will see once the swelling and the bruising goes down I'm hoping I don't get bad bruising um like I was telling her I could sit in like a bar stool or like on a bar stool and the back of my legs will bruise like I bruise so easily oh my god you should have seen I've never told the story about um like I had a septo rhinoplasty done in 2015 so they like straightened my septum because I've had sinus problems my whole life straightened my septum and then my nose um had bumps on it and it was like a big bigger nose so I wanted that fixed too that was in 2015 and if I showed you the photo of myself after that surgery you would die okay maybe I will share it on the podcast account it's intense the bruising oh my god um but yeah that is like a whole other episode to talk about that surgery because I had complications and it was a freaking nightmare so anywho maybe another time I will discuss that so anywho yeah I just wanted to give an update um, I'm going to eat a snack and um, maybe watch Real Housewives of New Jersey. Toodaloo. I just realized now that I totally forgot to mention the Botox. So I've been getting Botox for a couple years. Absolutely obsessed. Um, for the most part, I get wrinkles in my forehead. I have really strong forehead muscles. And... It's been life-changing. You just look totally like a different person without having the constant lines. And over time, if you keep getting it, then you your muscles weaken. So you're not able to make those. My husband just came down and he's staring at me. I'm talking to my podcast. Um, but yeah, so anyways, love the Botox, been getting it for a couple years, and then I finally decided to try filler, and I really like it as well. Um, so yeah, that's that. I will say I do go to a plastic surgeon. Um, it's the same thing with my eyebrows. People are always like, oh my god, I love your eyebrows. And they are microbladed, or it's called ombre powdered, so it's kind of like a softer microblading. It's like more blended and a lighter color. Um, I researched who to go to in Toronto for so long before I finally did it because someone is literally tattooing your face. Obviously, there's places where you can go to get it cheaper, but it's not really something that I want to bargain on um, when someone's tattooing my face. So I just went to the best person I can find. And I would say the same thing about fillers and Botox. Like you want to go to someone who is like really familiar with the anatomy of the face. So I go to a plastic surgeon. Um, 
Her name is Victoria Hayward and she's in Newmarket. So I make the drive out there and I have been super happy. Uh, what was I just going to say? Botox, filler. Oh yes, I have a whole episode on Botox and filler um, with my aunt. She is a, is she a nurse practitioner? Yeah, she's a nurse practitioner. So she did her training for Botox and fillers. And so she does them um, up in Sudbury now. So I have a whole episode with her where we just talk about Botox and filler and like what it costs. Um, I will say like for my appointment today, I did Botox all in my forehead, around my eyes, filler in my lips and under my eyes. And it was 1900 But you don't have to go very often the botox is like every three or four months depending on how long it lasts on you and then the filler is it should be like six months to a year so we shall see anywho that is that on that i will put the actual episode number of that episode uh either on the instagram account or in the episode notes so okay bye for now for real this time Okay, it is Sunday at 12.30. I can't believe it's 12.30. It feels like the morning, but that is because we had our time change. So I woke up at four in the morning and I couldn't fall back asleep. Clothes eventually fell back asleep. Opened my eyes and it's 9 a.m. And I was like, oh my God, how did I sleep in this much? But then my husband was like, the, the time went ahead an hour. So it was actually 8 a.m., but still. I have a little bit of a rant when it comes to bedding. Um, I have collected bedding over the years. So like pillowcases, fitted sheets, flat sheets, duvet covers. My retainers are in, sorry, for sounding like a six-year-old. Um, Look at this. Wow, that's cool. She turns his head. Yeah. And Careful, it's going to... Okay, so my issue is that I have spent all morning just trying to organize our beds and have matching bedding on each bed and like proper size bedding on each bed. And it has proven to be a task. And I'm like, I always buy white bedding. So Everything is white and I'm trying to like feel the material to see what matches with what. And then my other issue is that duvets are usually not long enough or wide enough to fully cover a thick mattress. So that's annoying. Um, there's all different sizes of duvets and duvet covers. Like, can we just have a standard size? Like, Every mattress is the same size. So can we have proper bedding that is the same size? So that if I find a duvet cover at HomeSense, I know it's going to fit my duvet at home because they're all the same size. But no, everything is all different sizes, including pillows. Like I put on a king size pillowcase on a pillow and it's like flopping around way too big. And then I try a different one and it's too small. So like... Can we just have standard bedding sizes across the board for duvets, duvet covers, pillows, pillowcases? Say yes. Yes. 
Milo agrees. It is so frustrating. So anyways, yes, I'm 37. Yes, I'm complaining about betting. And this is my current drama on Sunday. So I'm like out of breath. Okay. Okay. Well, I hope you're having a better Sunday than I am. I mean, it's not a terrible Sunday. It's just frustrating. Like I'm trying to be an adult and have nice bedding and having my blankets actually cover the mattress properly. Is that too much to ask? Anyways, okay. Until next time. It is Monday morning. We had our time change. So the hour went ahead. So it really is 6.14 right now, but it's 7.14 on the clock, if you know what I'm saying. It's that point in the morning where Milo is awake. He's like rolling around in his bed making animal noises. And I'm trying to drink my coffee quickly before I go get him. Um, but at the same time, I have a hair appointment today. So I want to bring him to school on time and get back here so I can like pack some snacks and drive to my hair appointment because it's an hour away. Um, and I want to go to HomeSense first because Guelph has the most incredible HomeSense. It's huge. But I'm like, I could easily go get him, but I'm like, I'm really enjoying this alone time and having my coffee. So I'm constantly looking at the clock. It's like, take a sip of coffee, look at the clock. Take a sip of coffee, look at the clock. Because I'm like, I should go get him so that I can leave early enough that I can go to HomeSense and enjoy my morning. I don't want to be in a rush. But it's like, you're always torn between this time alone enjoying your coffee versus going to get them out of their room and leaving for school or daycare. And this is a luxury issue to have because starting in September, he's going to be in school and he's going to have a set time where class starts. Like at daycare, it's so flexible. I can bring him between like 7 and 9 a.m. or 9.30. Like it doesn't really matter. So you're never in a rush in the morning. But now in September there's going to be all these added things to think about. I'm going to have to pack his lunch. I'm going to have to feed him breakfast at home because right now he eats breakfast at daycare. We're going to have to be there on time, like at a specific time, not too early, not too late, like a specific time with a child. Like this is going to be new to us. So I'm mentally preparing myself now. It's March. He starts school in September and I'm mentally preparing myself for that time. Um, if there's people out there whose kids are in school, what happens if you're late? Like, I don't understand. Is it a big deal? Do the teachers actually care? I'm thinking about high school, you know, where the bell rings and like, you better be in class. You don't want to be late. But like, what happens in kindergarten? <laughs> I'm so like stressed out about it. I don't know if it's because I was such like a school nerd and I stayed in school till I was like 35 years old or literally. But like, even my mom, she wanted to rent a house in Florida next year. And she's like, oh yeah, and you guys can come stay for a while. And I'm like, well, I don't know how long we're going to be able to stay because Milo's going to be in school. And she's like, Renee, 
it's kindergarten. I'm like, I know, but like how much school can you miss when you're in kindergarten, you know? Oh my God. Anyways, this is how I enjoy my morning coffee by myself. I stress over these things and I stare at the clock and debate whether I should go get them or not. So hopefully you're having a an enjoyable Monday morning too. Okay. Talk to you later. This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. You guys know I have been very intentional with what we've been eating lately. I'm looking at protein, I'm looking at sugar content, and avoiding things like artificial ingredients or colorings. Milo used to always want pancakes or waffles in the mornings, and now he is getting into cereal, and I'm so excited because Magic Spoon is the perfect option. Their variety pack has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. They have zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four to five grams of carbs per serving. They're made with wholesome ingredients, no artificial flavors or dyes, and I'm just so happy that he's getting a good amount of protein before he goes off to school. And it's a great snack for me and my husband too, because 13 to 14 grams of protein in the cereal, now you add a high protein milk, you're set. That is such a high protein snack or meal. I should also mention that it is gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. So go to magicspoon.com slash momroom to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code momroom at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. So try a delicious bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash momroom and use the code momroom to save $5. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. It is 2024. As busy parents, it's hard to completely overhaul our lives, but what we can do is make small changes that will make our lives easier. And that is where Little Spoon comes in. Their goal is to make keeping your kid healthy feel like the easiest part of your day so that you can cut through all the drama of mealtime. Little Spoon offers baby blends, biteables, and plates. So baby blends is fresh, organic baby food. They have single ingredients, but also multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. Biteables make the transition to finger foods easy because they are cut perfectly to size, which promotes self-feeding. And of course, all the Biteables are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. And then there are plates for your toddlers and your bigger kids. They are meals that are free of all the bad stuff. They taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. They have things like hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous things like pot stickers, gnocchi, and more. Little Spoon also has smoothies and build-it-yourself lunches. Did I mention it all comes right to your door? It is super flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. You can pick up the menu and change up what you order every single time. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You and your kids will love it. It's a huge win-win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order.
right. I am recording this on my actual microphone, so I'm going to have to adjust the volume. You know, I'm not a sound engineer, but it's really irritating. Like if I record into my phone, the audio is so loud when I transfer it to my computer. And now I'm literally recording on my professional microphone and I'm talking super close to it. And the audio is much quieter. I make it make sense. I don't understand. I woke up to such sad news today that Katie and Tom from Vanderpump Rules are separating, which I thought they were one of those couples that even though on TV, obviously they show the most dramatic parts of their relationship on Vanderpump Rules, um, I just thought they would always stay together. I don't know why. And on the last season that just ended not too long ago, they had started going through fertility stuff because I guess they were trying to have a baby and it wasn't working out. So they were going through all the testing and it's so, yeah, so this is just a little bit shocking. I don't know how this will play out in the next season. Are they both going to remain on the show? Like, Tom is obviously part owner of Tom Tom, which is a huge part of the show. Um, yeah, I don't know. We will see. And randomly, next week, I am hoping to go to Tom Tom. I have this, like, I'm still, okay, so, supposed to fly out next week. It is now Wednesday, and I'm like, still, I'm waiting to get sick for something to happen. I don't know what, but I'm like, am I really going to be able to go on a trip? Like, I just can't even fathom, especially after quarantine and the pandemic. Like, I feel I, I haven't gone anywhere in so long. It is so bizarre, especially going somewhere by myself. Well, not by myself. I'm meeting my sister-in-law there, but it's just I, I can't even fathom it. So we'll see if it ends up happening then. We should be going to Tom Tom, and yeah, so it's just weird that this happened the week before we are supposed to be there. And when we go to Tom Tom, I am anticipating spending a lot of money on really cool cocktails. So that's my plan. Obviously, I will document everything as best I can. Um, but yeah, speaking of preparing to go to LA, part of my issue is like, what the hell do I wear? Think about it. We've been stuck in the house for what feels, well, it is literally years with the odd outing here or there. I don't know how to dress anymore, especially somewhere like LA. You know, if you go to a resort, you're like hanging out in your bathing suit and like jean shorts and whatever. But like, what do people wear in LA? And I'm such a loser. I was like Googling LA style. First of all, the weather is completely different there. Like it's warm. So right now at home, I'm wearing like jeans and hoodies and sweaters, like knit sweaters. So I got that down pat. Like that's my style here at home. But what am I supposed to wear in LA? I feel like everyone's going to be in crop tops and like, I don't know. I just don't know. And then when I go to the popular stores like Aritzia or Zara, like half the things I'm like, I would never wear that. Like I cannot wear that. 
So I'm going to try my best. I'm going to go through my closet, go through my summer stuff, see what I have, pull some pieces, and then my plan is to go shopping tomorrow to try and get like... I don't know, a flowy dress, a skirt, maybe a pair of shoes that are, cause like right now I have my Doc Martens that are like, those are my cool shoes. Um, but am I going to wear them in like 20 degree Celsius weather? Probably not. And then if we go out to like a restaurant, like when we go to Tom Tom, what am I going to wear? What am I going to wear on my feet? My freaking running shoes? Like, uh, I'm just stressed out. At least I got my hair done, so my hair looks really nice. Um, I did my Botox, I got some filler, which I hope the bruises on my lips. I was not expecting my lips to bruise like this, um, so hopefully that's gone. I am planning on wearing lipstick, though, if they're still there. And then at the end of the day, it's like, if you're going to have bruises from getting filler, wear, wear best where like there's no other place that you would be more like you would fit in than LA am I right so it's not like I would stand out there or people would be like oh my gosh she must have got lip filler because I'm sure everybody else does there too so stay tuned I am going to share with you guys what I'm going to pack what I'm gonna wear what If, you know, when I go shopping tomorrow, I will try and share what I find. I really want to go to an anthropology. Um, It's just like a far drive. And everything in the GTA is a far drive. It's like you have everything available to you. Everything is in Toronto. But you have to be prepared to drive. Because, like, one store I like will be on one side of the city. And then the other store will be on the other side of the city. And it's just, it's like... I I need everything to be in one location and there are some really great malls but the problem is there's no anthropology in any of the malls anymore before the main mall downtown the Eaton Center had an anthropology but now they got rid of it so it's not like you can just go to one location and hit all of your favorite stores you have to drive around which you know driving around a major city is annoying AF so Obviously, there are bigger problems in the world, but I just thought I would explain that. Okay, the last thing I want to talk about is the Kim Kardashian clip that has gone viral about her saying, like, get off your ass and work. It seems like nobody wants to work these days. Um, Okay, so here's my thoughts on that. I think the if you stripped that message and you just read the text, and you didn't know who said it, it would not come off as badly as it did with it coming out of Kim Kardashian's mouth and, like, the tone in which she she said it. And also, like, she's literally in full glam as she's saying it. So I think there's lots of factors that played into it being very, like, icky to to listen to. So there's that. I don't think like the message in and of itself is terrible. Um, but I just think it's when you take everything and put it all together, like who is saying it, the tone in which she said it, her being in full glam and like her 
past, how she grew up, all the opportunities that she's been given because of connections and who her parents were and yada, yada, yada. It's not to say that she does not work incredibly hard and that she is obviously extremely talented and um, business minded. Like there are lots of people who grew up with you know, famous parents or in a rich family, and they do not have $3 billion companies. And I know the Kardashians are, you know, people are very divided on them. Some people love them and think they're like geniuses and they're, you know, business women. And then other people can't stand them because of how they uh, got to where they are. But you have to acknowledge that not everyone, it doesn't matter who you are, what, you know, following you have online, not everyone is going to be able to be as successful as a lot of the Kardashians have been with building businesses. So obviously they're doing something right. But anyways, back to the message that she um, said. I was thinking about it this morning and when we hear the word work, I think we automatically assume because we live in this like capitalist society that it's like work as in going to work and making money. Um, her message was directed specifically at women, I believe. And so it's like work can be many things. Work can be like working at your relationships, working in the home, working to raise children, working to keep your family running smoothly. And I think in the, like the way she was saying it, obviously she meant work in the typical sense of like going to work, making money. And I think that's part of the issue with the message. Success will look differently to everyone. Not everyone aspires to make as much money as possible, to work as much as possible, like in the traditional sense. Some people, success means having good relationships within the family and, you know, raising children and it's not all, and like, you know, having hobbies and getting to spend time doing things that you love. It's not, not everyone has this major end goal of building a big business or being super successful, making a ton of money. So I think in her mind, when she's saying that message, she is assuming that everyone has the same idea of what success is. Um, Some people would not view having nannies, personal chefs, like being away from your kids all the time, traveling nonstop. Um, some people would look at that and think that that is not what makes a successful life. And I also just want to point out that just because someone is not up and starting a business or like working in the traditional sense to like gain money or build something, it doesn't mean that they're not working. Being a stay-at-home parent is some of the hardest work that anyone could do. So I think that's where the message is a little bit icky because it's like assuming that, first of all, if someone's not out trying to build a business or making money or advancing in their career, that they're on their ass not working. No, you can be working within the home and not making actual physical income or a salary and you're working extremely hard. So 
So that's my two cents on it. And I honestly think it's one of those things that like people can break apart this one little sentence that she said and it's actually incredibly nuanced and if we sat down with Kim Kardashian and had a full conversation about what she meant when she said this and you know I'm sure she did not mean it it's the same thing with the Meghan Markle thing when she made that comment on Ellen about having one kid versus two like I don't think the it like there was bad intentions there I just think you know, we took this one little soundbite from this interview clip and then people ran with it and assumed the worst of it. Um, but yeah, it's incredibly nuanced and I'm sure if she sat and explained, maybe we would not be jumping down her throat. I don't know. I saw, I, I don't remember what I saw, but someone was talking about that and they were saying like, In order to be so, obviously, if she was a nobody and did not come from, like, a rich family with all the connections, there's no way she would have built Skims to be what it is today. There's just no way. So, hopefully, she acknowledges the privileges and the advantages that she has had to build her businesses and her career versus someone who did not grow up in the same circumstances. That being said, I have Skims underwear and they are incredible. If I were to win the lottery, I always say like my entire line of like underwear, bras, pajamas, like I would buy everything Skims because they are incredible. Um, they have a swimwear line coming out, which looks pretty exciting. It's very size inclusive. This is not an ad for Skims. I'm just, uh, I really like their products. Anywho, thank you so much for listening. Next Thursday, I will hopefully be in LA. Um, fingers crossed, knock on wood, don't jinx yourself. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for my travel uh, experiences. Maybe I'll meet some celebrities. Oh my God, what do you think, guys? Everybody have a fabulous weekend and I hope your children sleep tonight and they go to bed at a decent time and they aren't messed up from daylight savings. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.